Hey, sports dads, are you ready for the best combination of fatherhood and football talk? Well, let's go. It's that time to have a conversation about fatherhood and football and relation. Ready, set, hug, grab your kids and huddle up. We might get deep, but just run it up the gut. So put your jersey on and clap for the home team. It's the dance thing, yeah, you know what I mean. So tell a friend to tune in if you heard me. To the best show in town every Thursday. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football. Welcome to a Dad's Thing podcast, Fatherhood and Football. I am James Simmons, your in-studio host dad of two amazing daughters. I'm a former middle school, high school, and college football coach, as well as a former wide receiver at D1AA Fordham University in the Bronx. Today we are joined by Coach Adam Sapersky. Coach has a beautiful family, wife Carla, daughter Sophia, and son Theo. Coach was a grad assistant at Fordham my freshman year in 1994. He graduated from Lehigh University in 1993, where he was an all-Patriot League free safety. And today, Coach is a competitive triathlete. Welcome to the show, Coach. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Great to see you. Been a little, a few years since we met together out west. Yeah, a few years, you know, and it was funny because I was just um, looking up some stuff on online and I went back to my Instagram feed to find a picture that you and I took. Um, and the caption was, Dad, I already miss Coach Adam because you got an opportunity to meet Tiffany and Lauren and uh, they were five and three at the time. And for, her to, and for her to remember you in the picture, she just lit up. So um, definitely a great memory. And man, I appreciate every time you make a trip uh, to the West Coast, uh, you, you give me a heads up. You know, if you have some time, you make the time. Um, and I appreciate it. And we're talking about, and, and this is one of the things I love about football, right? The relationships. And I'll give you an opportunity to talk about that as well. But we're talking about 27 years removed from when we first met. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That is something, right, when you put it in perspective like that. But it feels like just yesterday we were together in the locker room, doesn't it? It does, you know, and, and that's what I love about this sport and what it has given to me, these relationships. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, the good Lord above for social media, you know, so we can, you know, follow each other, see the kids grow and see what we're all doing. Um, it's been wonderful, and that's how I choose to use those platforms. Um, but 27 years 3,000 plus miles away um, and all the things that life have to, to throw at us and we still make the time. And, and, and like you said, it seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah, no, it, it's great experience and those connections, right? Just everything you go through together and you know what it takes, but I'm with you. Like that's one of the big benefits of the social media, the internet world is that level of connection being you know, particularly in Miami right away from a lot of teammates, family, friends. So I feel like right there with you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, you know, just, I shared a little bit about where we cross paths and uh, that was my perspective. You know, that was the perspective of a 18 year old kid, you know, coming to the Bronx, um, not knowing what to expect, uh, not the biggest of football junkies and just wanting to survive, you know? Um, uh, so, I remember coming on campus and start seeing the guys and seeing how big they were. They weren't that big 
um, when I was in high school back on Eastern Long Island. So it was a, a shock. Um, but if you could share with the audience, you know, your remembering of, you know, 1994, second year grad assistant uh, and seeing little old me come on campus. Yeah, well, it's a crazy, like personal development time, too. Right. So for for myself, only a few years older than you. Right. So when you're a grad assistant, that's one of those interesting experiences, particularly coming from Lehigh and going to Fordham. A lot of the seniors were sophomores and I played against them. So you're out there coaching and, and relating. So it was, it was great to be able to relate the players and having to make that similar jump you did from high school. I played in North Jersey over to college. Like everything just turns up a notch. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So I was accustomed to it, but now it's a little different being like on the coach side, right. That the team comes in and then we're responsible for you and, and we need to drive it. So it was an interesting time for me too, because uh, personally is at a, a bit of a crossroad. I worked for a year prior, not sure what I wanted to do professionally. Came out of school with a psychology degree and figured, okay, for me to progress, I'm going to need a graduate degree. So reached out to Coach Mariani, reached out to a number of coaches and interviewed at a couple places and chose to come up to the Bronx, but still not sure what I want to do when I grow up. Right. So it was a neat personal development time for me as well as, as it was for you uh, learning and growing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm so glad you, you shared what you just shared because it gives us another connection, right? Um, similar experience for me after my fourth, you know, when I graduated, I actually went and coached on Coach Mariani's staff at Iona. Um, I wasn't sure coming out, you know, afford him as a psychology graduate as yourself, um, what I really wanted to do. Um, and I had talked to Coach Mariani. I said, hey, man, I'd love to, you know, be a part of what you're doing up there in New Rochelle. And sure enough, he called me, you know, uh, after the season, um, senior year, because he went up there to start getting going. And I started working with him, um, you know, second semester, senior year. And you talk about like that development in the relationship. While I didn't play those guys at Iona, I still felt like I can play. You know, and me trying to teach them, it was a lot of show and tell, you know, which was interesting. Did you have that kind of effect when you were at Fordham? Because you could still play. Yeah, well, that's what was a big challenge. And it's a lesson that sticks with me today in what I do in my professional career is I knew I could do it better in some cases, but it didn't matter. So what was a, a like a real difference right like it put it out there is it didn't matter how well i did it it mattered how well the players could do it so i had to take everything that i could see and do and distill it in them so it wasn't about me being better as a player it was me being better as a communicator so it was a really um eye-opening experience and a, a bit of frustration right because you're like just do it that way. So now you had to learn to convey and then learn each player's a bit different. So I'm saying it this way. He's they're not responding that way. Why don't they see it that way? Right. So it really delved into looking at the game in a, a whole new perspective than as a player. And then that, that life lesson of it doesn't matter on you. It matters how well your team does it. Right. And you literally are putting people in position to succeed. Yeah. 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 And coach Mariani, 
just a great dude. Learned so much from him, but he helped me realize that um, sooner than later, you know, um, because we had kind of a, a coaching clinic, you know, way before the, the guys came on campus. This was way in the summer before, and he really helped me prepare myself to be that communicator to the guys, right? Um, use my, you know, new tools of communication, my knowledge of the offense to help those guys be successful um, and, you know, forever indebted to him for that because those are things that I carry on today in my professional life and, and as a parent as well, um, trying to communicate with my kids and having them find their voices, right? Not me being their voice, but, hey, you don't like that? Well, why you don't like it? Let's talk about it you know, giving them that. So, um, great. When I was thinking about you on the show, I just really was glad we can talk about that, you know, that process, because it was so similar. And um, again, as we talk a little bit more about it, still lots of similarities there. So thanks for sharing me. You mentioned um, North Jersey, right? Um, Correct. Coming from there. Give me a little bit about your history as far as a football player. When did you start playing? You know, when did you get the bug to be like, you know, I can do this and, and go to, you know, high school and the next level? Um, what was that process like for you? You know, when I asked my mom that, you know, like, what was it early on? It was like they didn't particularly expose me to the sport. I just found it and just gravitated towards it. So growing up, I was born in upstate New York, and we moved around a bit. Um, My dad was in the Air Force. We ended up in Colorado Springs. So I grew up in Colorado. And as soon as I could, like I was asking to get on the football team. I wanted to be, you know, where we could do tackle football, ranging games with kids. Um, We used to go to school early to get this, right? Ride my bike to school early. Yeah. And get up with some friends. And we would play a little football before school even started. Wow. So, you know, just gravitating. And then we moved to New Jersey in, in junior high school. And it was such a culture shock in how football was run that I even had a year I didn't play. And it was like a frustrating year because I just loved the sport so much and just didn't feel I fit in. But the following year, found a different program, got com- you know, completely immersed. And then was fortunate coming up through a high school program where I had a coach in the beginning um, that ended up telling me, um, you know what, I don't think you're ever going to make varsity. And, uh, you know, kind of challenged me that way. We got a new coach the next year and just threw myself into it, followed, worked hard, uh, never been the most physically talented, but just figured, you know what, I'll just outwork people. And then with fortunate to ultimately you know, start and, and thrive and make it on to, to college, which was always my dream was I want to play college football. And which also leads to not knowing what I want to do when I grow up. Cause the one thing I really wanted to do was play college football. So once that was done, you're kind of looking around like, okay, what do I do next? So now I see what happened to me. You know, I always wanted to be a, a basketball guy, you know, that <laughs> happened to uh, be able to play football and, you know, having a coach in my life at the high school level that told me that, Jimmy, your future is football. And he spoke into my life. And I looked at this guy and he's about six, five, weighed about 325 pounds, former offensive lineman out there in Oklahoma. And his calves were as big as my body. And I'm looking up at him as he tells me this. I'm like, you got the wrong Jimmy. I'm not big enough, you know, uh, as you, you mentioned, not always being the biggest or the most talented. I wasn't the fastest, definitely not the biggest, but 
the commitment to the game um, and the work ethic, um, it translated into me personally being able to go a little further. Um, it's funny you mentioned how early you got up to, to play a little bit before. I had to travel round trip probably 30 miles to football practice every day. So I played at a school that didn't offer football. And in order for me to play, I had to go to one, two high schools over to play. So I had to be ready after school, get on the bus, or else if you missed the bus, you didn't make practice. So that wasn't happening. Um, so it just really taught me a lot about time management, just the discipline, just the commitment. I was a long haul, you know, as a you know freshman going through, you know, senior year. So interesting, interesting. So you make it to, to Lehigh. You know, you wanted to play college football. Um, you were pretty good. You know, tell me a little bit how it started, how it ended. You know, what, what was going on there? Yeah, well, the transition was important, right, coming into that game. And what really helped set me up, and it sounds like similar path to you, is having the influential coaches in your life. So my high school coach, uh, Chris Olson, who, whose son, I think many of the listeners know, uh, Greg Olson who ended up having a huge career, uh, really challenged me. He had different expectations for a quarterback than the rest of the players. So I was a quarterback in high school, didn't have the best of arms, uh, you know, just drilling me like quarterbacks first one on the field, right? You're setting the example. People are watching are you. So whenever I had a free period in his office, learning the film, studying so when I made that transition up I wanted to play quarterback yeah, yeah. I wanted to be the next Steve Young right the left-handed <laughs> thrower yeah. uh, and he he's like look you love football you're going to want to play quarterback you're going to sit three four years and then play your end you know you want to go you know and then play uh, defense and then you can get on special teams you'll be able to play multiple years um, a bit frustrating to hear, right? You want to have this dream, but guided me that way. And then even with college recruiting, certain schools, I wanted to walk on. He's like, look, go somewhere that they want you. And was fortunate, actually recruited by uh, Coach Mariani and Kevin Higgins to get out at Lehigh. And before I left, my coach gave me another lesson that stuck with me. He goes, you want to be first in every drill. You want them to notice you. So you need to be first and you need to do a drill. You want to listen adapt to the coaching and you know always be hustling so the day one and i remember calling home from camp and it was it was brutal i was also a homebody i'm one of five kids yeah, right yeah. so i just you know just being away from home was hard enough and mom i'm i'm eighth on the depth chart like day one right two days later i'm i'm six on the depth chart and each couple days worked my way up and then was in a backup position my freshman year. I was on all the special teams. The very first college game I had, ironically, was against Florida. <laughs> so uh, it, it's full circle, but that journey, um, and it never felt too big for me, uh, like the way you had that transition. And it's mainly instilled from my high school coach, like the way he prepped us. And when I went into college and the first set of drills and everything, that's how he prepped us. Gotcha. So made that transition uh, rather seamless. It was just a challenge being one of four freshmen right. that traveled with the varsity. 
we were always like, you know, the baby <laughs> fighters out there, right? So we kind of kept together, but, yeah. uh, it, you know, uh, but it, it was such a journey and, uh, you know, just, a, you know, time in life I, I cherish. Yeah, yeah. Some of the greatest days uh, for me, for sure. Um, and, you know, as you and I talk and, you know, definitely have some connections with guys um, throughout the years um, that are very, very meaningful. Um, but thanks for sharing, you know, that, you know, I, I just, when I hear this story of, of how you transitioned in eventually, I think it was it your senior year, um, all Patriot League. Was, was that it? Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. I came in my senior year and I had a, a, a breakout junior year, uh, and we had an amazing team, James, we were nine and two lost two games, uh, each by highly ranked teams, uh, uh, our Holy Cross game was cut in by ESPN. They cut into it. It was a huge, we each game by one point. So we were nine and two by just two points, uh, which was frustrating. But that was the probably the most fun I had. I had some great teammates around me that taught me to be loose. You could have fun. For me, I was so serious about the sport and so intense that after games like it would just eat at me if we lost or if i didn't play well they taught me to be loose have fun. we had the best fun right you'd be in the middle of this critical situation right Ten thousand people screaming at you and telling jokes to each other <laughs> and that lesson carried through right that then you take that stress off you take that pressure off and you just perform because you're you're prepared and that really you know, change for me as well as I struggled with drop, you know, catching the ball. I, I dropped a number of interceptions at the end of my sophomore year uh, to the degree, James, they sent me to the doctor. Really? They want to get my eyes checked. I, and it, again, I, 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 hindsight, right. I think all the internal pressure on myself, but same thing, stayed out on the field after practice, worked with uh, the graduate assistant at the time, throwing extra balls, catching extra balls. And, that carried over to a breakout junior year and into a you know, wonderful senior year to cap out my you know, college career. Good job. Good job. Um, and, and that mentality you have, it carries over. I see the things you do now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably, you know, uh, costing you a couple of miles on the bike or a few laps in the pool, a um, couple of miles doing the jog. Um, so I appreciate you being here. But, you know, even today, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're pushing yourself. I don't know how serious or um, if you have to, you know, play in your head a little bit about, all right, Adam, calm it down a little bit. You know, you'll get there. I'm not sure how that is, but it's great to see that, you know, that was your journey, you know, and you're very, you know, I look at what you're doing uh, today and we've talked a little bit about this, uh, you know, me getting on a bike or me running, um, just very inspirational coach. Um, some of the, the, the things you're doing in your Ironman career. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's uh, an interesting time, but it does relate well to football. Um, and the fact that you spend so much time with football training and preparing. And then you only have that one day and same thing with triathlon, like as much as I could race more frequently, but just given, you know, I pick and choose my moments. So at most it's four times a year, the rest of the year, right? 361 other days. I'm training and people look at me that I work with or how do you do that? I'm like, I've been doing that since I was fourth grade playing football, right? When I wasn't in season, right? You run track, weightlifting, uh, you're 
you know, doing drills with your teammates all summer long for those 11 games. Uh, so that carries over, frankly. It's like when you don't brush your teeth, right? Something just doesn't feel right if I'm not out moving. Um, so it, it translates well. Yeah. Now, with your active lifestyle, playing football, you know, how, you know, and there's so many lessons that, that we've learned, you know, as players, as coaches, you know, through the relationships we have, what are some of the things that you take into parenting? You know, um, you have a son and a daughter. What are some of those things that you take into that arena? Yeah, well, one of the most important lessons and had it throughout, but really came to me the more I was involved in, in triathlon, which I've been doing about 10 years now, is, you know, the concept we had in football, right? Like when, like what's important now is when I'm out training, don't feel like I'm missing something, right? Put myself 100% in training. But then when I'm home, be 100% at home. And so being able to carry that over, so making sure I'm there. Uh, the other aspect I find is just setting the example, right? They, each one of my children and my, and my wife have their own passions they pursue, but instill that same discipline um, and that helps because then they see you doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I can be doing this too and I can budget and time. Uh, and frankly, it's a, a lot of the things I've learned from coaching spill over to uh, where uh, actually one of the, the things that really translated well to being a dad and former football player is a lesson I learned very early with my children is in special teams or in defense, when you're chasing a ball carry, right? You never follow a teammate, right? You take a different angle. So I found with parenting, my wife might be helping the kids with the homework. Well, I don't want to follow my teammates. So I didn't stand behind her or next to her and start coaching the same kid on homework. I'm like, okay, she's doing that. I'm going over here yeah. and taking care of this. And that really helped in the beginning. It was a little hard lesson because I wanted to be there and help too. That's like, you know what? I can help by taking a, you know, save a touchdown angle. Let me go over here and take care of that. And then both my kids are performers. So my daughter's on the swim team. My son's in theater. The whole concept of the nerves are coming into a, a game. Like, so knowing how to communicate ahead of time, knowing how they, you, you need your space, and then the right things to encourage, but sometimes you need a nudge mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. sometimes you need to back off. So those to me are those special moments, right? The times in the cars around the performance that you can share the perspective you have from putting yourself out there as an athlete that uh, each one, each one has, but I, I found like that, that follow teammate piece was key, right? Being focused on the key aspect and then it's still that first lesson, right, that we talked about was it's not about you. It's how you put it. The team is as long as the kids get there, they're safe. They have doesn't matter how it happened. Right. If my wife delivered it or I didn't, as long as everyone's happy. Right. We're good. It's not about me. And, and that's held true to, you know, I think why, you know, we work so well as a family. Yeah. No, love it. I've, I've not heard that concept because I'm a, I'm a, offensive guy so not following your teammate you know we have different things to scramble rule if you're at this depth you know you want to go one way you want to work towards but at different levels you know what i mean so still the same concept of 
being on the same page um, and using your teammates. And, you know, this past year, my wife and I, we traditionally homeschooled a third grader and a first grader. And as you say, I can't follow my wife while she's doing this. You know, she was the administrator. You know, I was the teacher. We had our roles and we managed to to get through it without hurting the kids academically um, and having a good time. But it's, it's really, as you're saying, you know, knowing your roles um, and embracing that and doing that to the best of your ability. That's what I get out of that. So thanks for sharing. And, you know, it's so important, you know, um, even with the kids, you know, as I was speaking, uh, helping them find their voices, you know, even at this young of an age, it's so important because they'll be able to walk into that when they get to be the ages of your kids. Your, your kids are high school ages. Yeah, I have a 16-year-old that's a junior, so we're starting a college search, right? And a 14-year-old freshman who, I mean, talk about big events. They're going away on a high school swim meet. They're going to bus with the team up overnight, stay in a hotel, play, which was, we were talking about all the the fun times I had, you know, with our road games, right, in college, right, where you're in the hotel with your team and you're alone with your team as much as she felt bad, right? It wasn't a family thing. It's like, you know how special that time is and that bond you're going to have with your teammates? So. It's, it, you know, we're getting ready to go through a similar experience where uh, our oldest, who will be nine this Sunday, will be doing uh, overnight for the first time. So, you know, I'm one way about it. My wife is another way about it. Uh, we both have the same concerns, but it's like, I'm not, you know, we, we have to balance each other out and it'll be interesting to see how it is. Um, I might have to, you know, get a hotel room right across the street just, you know, to be, keep everybody good, but nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that at all. You know? um, but, dad. There's a certain dad perspective. Yeah. 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 But so. I think that's so true. Right. My, my wife and I had that and I had that from, from coaching, right. I work with some coaches that were more aggressive the yeller but as they yelled and I think it was a um, you know a demeanor that came from being a quarterback because everyone else got more crazy I could get more calm and if things were too calm then I had to get louder right so just to balance and keep the emotion in it and it holds with the family right so you know right things are getting heightened I'm gonna calm it down make sure the situation right there's a time for us to get excited well you, you dial it back up how do you uh, get your football fixes today? Um, and, and I know you're busy. You know, for me, you know, I'll, I'll watch some games on Sunday and get my college games. And last weekend we were at, you know, Friday Night Lights watching high school. Um, are you still getting those fixes today? Oh, always, James. Yeah. Always. So, I, I mean, I have some great teammates from Lehigh that are constantly posting about the games they're ambassadors and advisors for our, our football program so you know always getting their updates um good friends of mine lance haynes does the radio uh mike yadish one of the four stellar freshmen we had uh when i was at lehigh calls the games on tv so i splurge i get the espn plus for the season i have the four windows up yeah the kids have learned like i claim the tv i said okay these hours <laughs> And it'll be on and you know can watch and listen to them so yeah. i always have like the lehigh in the window and when yeah. fordham's on espn yeah. plus i can get multiple going yeah and uh, you know just find those moments and you know particularly on sunday right let's just pick a spot uh it's rare and to be honest right to watch a whole game uh so i take what i can get but what's great is you know they give me the space um 
they'll sit and ask questions. So I'm sure they're a bit tired of me pausing, explaining the coverage, why this is going to be a big play here. I said, watch this, right? This is, this is what you do. There's going to be a gap here, right? It's just going to, um, so that's when all the eyes roll, but you know, they, they appease me, right? They let me <laughs> have my little, little, little moment, but it's, um, you know, you take it where you can get it. Yeah. You know, I haven't gotten to the point yet where, you know, they're asking me about specific plays or I can, uh, break it down like that, but, uh, that's how I still watch the game. You know, I need to look back at it and see how the play develops. I'm always, I'm always trying to find you, where's that free safety, you know, so I can identify my coverage and what kind of leverage, you know, corners are playing. And that's how I still look at the game, you know? Um, but as long as the kids can, you know, hang on my leg or grab my arm or something, like that they don't mind dad watching football uh and they love it you know they, they hear the theme song and they start singing it so it's something well, that we James, i think i think you would appreciate this um where our living room is in our family room we have a tv in both if you look just right you can see the tv in the other room so we'll have our family show on and that's the beauty of a kids being in high school there's more shows that my wife and i would watch after we put them to bed that we watch together now yeah, yeah. Um, so we have this this moment and uh, we have this concept in, in my family ever since I was a little called Super Bowl snacks, where when there was a big game, my mom would make all these snacks. That would be dinner. And we'd all sit and watch some of my kids love Super Bowl snacks because you can eat in front of the TV. So when we have the Super Bowl snack night, we get you know, all sorts of foods. Um, and it's like a buffet. Then the main TV will be the family show or movie. Right. Right. Right caddy corner i have whatever game is i want to watch on so randomly i'll be looking and my son each time looks at me and he's like what what and it's just the tv's over his shoulder so half the night like i'm it looks like i'm looking right at him he's like what or all of a sudden i randomly start jumping up and down and they're like okay what happened i'm like oh (laughs) you missed it so i I kind of split eye there but that that's the beauty of you know being a free safety right you got to scan the whole field so i'm constantly scanning so that that skill helps me and get my football fix and my family time nice 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 you know uh, early on in my marriage and fatherhood Whenever we go out to a restaurant, I always sit with my back to the TV, you know. Uh, so now they're saying, oh, no, you can sit there, Dad. You can watch the games on who's playing, you know. So they really um, give me that. And, and I'm in the house, all girls. I got two girls and my wife. So it's a different thing. And um, they, they enjoy it with me. Uh, and, and that's great. We were at the high school football game and the girls were just loving the action and cheering. And it's just fun. You know, it, it's really fun. And I'm glad I can share that with them. Yeah. Well, what was wonderful to hear and honestly a little teary eyed was my, my son that was a, either a freshman or sophomore year, their school programs, like one of the top in the States. And he stayed after to go watch the game. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's sitting with his friends Well, he's telling me, like he was explaining, like, so everything I've been saying all those years mm-hmm. were like in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He explained to me what happened and then how he described it. It was like total coach speak to his friends because they're trying to figure out what's going on. And he's like, oh, and he, he just, <laughs> so it gets in there, James, right? It, it gets, gets, it gets in there. there. I'm, I'm seeing that a little bit more uh, with basketball. My oldest loves basketball. She plays at recess and she comes home um, and like, this guy jumped over my head to get it. What do I do? And I'm like, oh, you got to start to box out, you know. So now she's coming home and she's boxing me out. She's practicing. Um, so they do listen. Um, and it's fun to be able to help them develop. So great stuff. Great stuff. 
This lesson's coming for you soon. Yes. Right? This next lesson that I went through, and it's critical for you to understand. In a couple of years, she's going to beat you. <laughs> like, like legitimately beat you. And I had that experience about five years ago. My daughter's a swimmer. You know, been on swim team. I've been, I used to say a uh, serviceable swim, right? I could uh, drown and have been working on it. So I, I film myself occasionally. I do work with a coach. He looks and analyzes the swim, right? So it's a football lesson, right? She wanted to do open water swim. So we both signed up so we could do it together. The first time we did it, I got out of the water first. She came in right behind me. Tough lesson is, James, they gave men a five-minute head start. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, I crossed the finish line first. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Uh, wow. Bring it forward a few weeks ago. Another open water swim. We sign up. We all start at the same time. Yeah. So she's like, okay, how do you seed yourself? And, and swims like that yourself steed so if you feel you're going to be faster you, you go to the front and then those who don't want to get trampled right you go to the back middle of the pack that's about where I am. and she's like okay she's looking around she walks straight to the front <laughs> the race starts she was third out of the way. she was first woman overall and we could actually dispute it we think a couple guys cut corners but overall in the whole race wow yeah, so I, I my my days of uh, <laughs> that's where I'm trying to get her to bike and run more. So yeah, at least yeah. I have an advantage for a few more years. <laughs> get it where you can, right? Get it where you yeah, can. So it, it's a it's that proud moment as a father, but then as an athlete, you're like, dang. <laughs> uh, you know, well, my kids at this point, you know, exposure, letting them do a couple of different things and see what they want to, to, to be interested in. Right. And and then my part after that is like you identify it. Hey, let's take it a little bit further. You know, let's get into it a little bit more um, if you really want to progress. And I think I told you this back uh, in 18 where we met up uh, after a couple of years. I said, yeah, man, I've just been on the shelf. I've just been saving my body. So when uh, the kids start to go, I can be active and I can get after them. And that time is coming uh, and I need to do something because, you, like you said, they're knocking on the door, if not already there. So That's why I'm thrilled I started when I did. So, you know, I could move up. And, and frankly, one of the football tests we had uh, when I was in school, we had to do a, a two-mile run. And as a safety, I'm like, why would I need to do a two-mile run? And it was grueling. I'm like, why would I run that far? Right now, I'm like, two-mile run? Like, we're just warming up? Right. So it, it's funny how the body can adapt and push, but I'm, I'm with you, right? Just trying to keep it going to keep up with them. And I'm going to have to hit you up. You know, Tiffany, um, my fourth grader, uh, first year running cross country. Um, so I think a couple of weeks ago they had time there. It was like 10 minutes. And then this past Monday, it was at like eight minutes. You know, I've been taking her to the track and doing a little bit of this and doing a little bit of that. Um, but she really likes it. I don't know where she gets long distance running, uh, love in her blood. Cause that's not my forte. Um, but it's a joy to see her out there running and, and being happy, um, and, and bringing up the front of the pack most of the time, you know, so, um, good stuff. Yeah. And, and I find one of the lessons that former athletes bring, which really help, right? When I'm at the pool deck or watching kids perform is let them perform. 
right? Like don't coach from the stands, right? They have their coaches and that's how I share it with both of them. Like you, you have your coach. My job is just to support you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listen to you. Um, and I think that's one of the frustrating parts, right? When you raise a young athlete or a performer, how parents right, smother the kids. So just give them their space. And just like you or I, and now Tiffany's fine, right? They have their own motivation and that fuels. So our job just stoke that fire versus drive it and coach it our, ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, A, I'm the team photographer, so I'm going to do that at a distance for that very reason. Um, but, you know, two years ago, you know, before the pandemic, um, I coached Tiffany in basketball. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be her coach. A, I wanted to enjoy it as a dad. But I didn't want all of the other things that come with, oh, your dad's the coach. Oh, you get more playing time. So I really researched the league, asked the administration how it's done. And they made all of the lineups, you know, so it was nothing on me, you know, to be saying, OK, who plays in that? And it was a good experience. You know, I got to do it one more year, you know, for my little one. But other than that, I'm just on the sideline cheering you on, taking pictures and letting you do your thing. Let your coach speak into what you need to be doing out there and hey if you don't want some help extra reps or something like that then i'm all for that so definitely coach we could talk for hours um i can't wait till you get back on the west coast hopefully we can get together i know uh you just uh, made your first business trip uh, it was nice that you can be on the west coast and uh the one millionth mile man travel i saw that it's a lot of traveling bro yeah i know which makes the point right when you when you're home be home yeah 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 <laughs> because, uh, you definitely cherish that time but also that's where talking to the kids right i do what i do so we can you know reap the benefits and do what we do um so they've been very understanding um, you snapchat a lot as, as you've seen <laughs> to keep in touch with them right they see the part but yeah no a lot of miles there a lot of miles on the bike uh but just you know, keeping health happiness and definitely get to bring me to see people like you yeah so, thank you and you know and we we shared you know I, i've learned from you when you that time when i'm there i'm there and all of the uh, different carpoolings and things like that to get to this and to get to that you know that was three years ago when i had a five-year-old and a you know a three-year-old not much traveling and stuff but those things have stuck in my head as now We've got basketball practice as we have cross country and Lauren wants to be in theater. She's going to be my, my, my actress. Um, so she's getting ready for her first musical. So those things have stuck with me. And, you know, that's one of, again, I'll say it again, uh, the greatest things about the connections that I've been able to make in football, you know, to be able to um, have my coach, you know, come out and look me up and say, hey, you know, let's go get something, some coffee or something just to catch up, you know, and um, speaking uh, words of life into my life as I, you know, move forward on my journey as fatherhood. So, man, I appreciate you, coach. Um, thanks for spending the time. And, you know, is there any last thing you want to share? Floor is yours. Oh, wow. Yeah, quick summary. I think the whole thing is it's those moments, right? Uh, my... Coach Kevin Higgins instilled in me early. He goes, hey, you're a leader on the team. He goes, don't do anything different. Be you, but no, the leadership comes from what happens when you don't think anyone's watching you. Right? So I, I kind of take that, right? Your kids are always watching you. Your wife's always like, how do you handle yourself? So, you know, act how you want to act, right? It's not about you. And it's, you know, how, about your team. So that's my, my main thing is, is, is be you. 
and you just never know who's watching. So take advantage. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate you, um, and thank you, and looking forward to your next West Coast trip so we can uh, catch up again. All right? All right. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode of Fatherhood and Football, a Dad's Thing production, where finding and embracing our roles in fatherhood is a journey and one that we do not have to do alone. Please join us next Thursday for our next episode and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at A Dad's Thing for all your fatherhood-related content. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public.